Hey everyone, welcome to Discover the Truth by Garrett Metal Detectors. I'm excited to welcome you here today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and I'm joined by Warren from Australia. He has the YouTube channel NQ Explorers. And so, Warren, thanks so much for joining me. Tell me a little bit about how you became interested in detecting. Well, thanks for having me on, Tyler. Uh, how we got interested in detecting, uh, it was basically our, our love for the history of our country and uh, how it developed. Um, from the late 1700s uh, to the modern society that we live in now. Uh, actually, Australia developed very much uh, in a similar way to the United States, kind of from the east to the west and inland. Um, and it was our interest in uh, visiting those old historic sites and the romance, if you like, of the gold rushes that uh, brought all the wealth into the country, which uh, closely followed the same situation in California, that uh, got us interested in uh, visiting these historic sites and eventually uh, buying a metal detector um, to find what was hidden in the ground because uh, just like the US, the Australia, uh, Australian inland is scattered with old ghost towns and uh, silver and gold mines and uh, copper mines and various um, failed ventures, if you like. Some were very successful, but they're not around anymore and they're worth visiting with a detector because you can unearth the history and find those very personal items that our uh, very hardy pioneers left behind back in the uh, early 19th century, right up to the 20th century. And uh, then, of course, Australia, heavily involved in World War II, of course, and particularly Northern Australia, was uh, bombed and it was um, under attack by the Japanese. So there's lots of World War II relics, too, that are uh, very dear to us because we both have a military background and our families both uh, have um, members that served in the Second and First World Wars. So the military relics are also a uh, were a real stimulus for us to uh, get out there and um, rediscover that history and hold in your hand that coin or personal item that a World War II soldier um, fashioned as a trench art item or uh, left behind when he went to the islands to um, uh, fight in the Second World War. So that's basically how we got started. It was our love of history and um, how you can rediscover history through metal detecting. What's been the most interesting and exciting part of detecting for you? Oh, well, it's a treasure hunt. Uh, just like a small child enjoys uh, finding treasure in a sand pit or something like that. Uh, it, it's just the thrill of discovery, actually. Uh, whether it's gold or uh, historic relics, um, you can be spending uh, many hours in the bush and it's hot and you're tired and <laughs> thirsty. And all of a sudden your day turns around because out of the ground comes this incredible find, a gold nugget or some wonderful piece of uh, Victorian jewellery or something that you'd never expected to come out of the ground in that spot. Um, that's 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 the excitement and the thrill of, of treasure hunting, um, if you like. And the reward of uh, walking into an area or even a whole ghost town that you've rediscovered um, through your research and uh, you've travelled many miles to get there and uh, you're rewarded with um, something that is a direct connection with the former inhabitants of the old town or you're rewarded with a piece of gold um, in an area that maybe hasn't been as well visited by some prospectors as others because uh, there's still a lot of good gold being discovered in Australia. It's such a large country. I mean, it's never going to all be found, which is uh, very encouraging for the uh, new prospectors. But it's just that thrill of discovery um, and the anticipation when you get out of the uh, four-wheel drive first thing in the morning what am I going to find today? How will this day pan out? And uh, all of that, every day isn't doesn't pan out perfectly, but 
boy, you can uh, turn a, a day around in, a, in an instant with a sensational find, whether it be gold or relics or um, whatever you're actually seeking. And of course, there are also lots of gemstones in Australia, so uh, sitting and um, sluicing for gemstones is also another pursuit where you can come home with um, some quite valuable items, actually. How is detecting different in Australia than it is in maybe other parts of the world? Well, the de detecting environment in Australia um, varies in a number of ways. One, uh, it's, the it's, it's a big, flat, brown, hot island. <laughs> very, very harsh environment in places. Uh, if you're going to go to remote areas in Australia and uh, people from other parts of the planet probably don't really appreciate how truly remote some areas in Australia are. You could be hundreds of miles from any kind of civilization or help. Um, so if you're going to venture into those areas, detecting or prospecting, you have to be self-sufficient. You have to have a, uh, a get-home strategy because uh, it can be a very long way or uh, several days from any kind of assistance. So that's one thing to consider. Uh, the environment itself is uh, Inland and in the north is very, very hot. You have to be prepared to take food and water and uh, deal with adverse conditions. Um, in the south, it's not so bad. In the southeast gold fields. And the third thing, perhaps, um, that's really significant to the metal detecting world is the mineralization here. The highest levels of mineralization in the world are found um, in Australia, particularly uh, in Western Australia, which is uh, the, over there exposed on the surface uh, some of the oldest rocks on the planet. They're over a billion years old. It's, and the ground is just worn down to ironstones and greenstones. And basically, the ground is metal. So what that means to a metal detector is, uh, it is very difficult to isolate a metal target in such a uh, harsh, um, mineralized environment. So modern metal detectors, uh, particularly the pulse induction machines like the Garrett ATX, are designed for that environment. The Garrett ATX was actually designed for Australian conditions. Um, Garrett engineers spent uh, several weeks out here uh, testing the machine in these really tough conditions. Not just the um, mineralization that the machine faces uh, through the detection circuitry, but just the sheer heat uh, and, and temperatures that the machine has to operate in. So. That mineralization is a real challenge for any metal detector, um, has always been the case. Um, and so machines that are designed to, and, and made to operate in Australian conditions uh, can pretty much work anywhere in the world because this is the toughest place on the planet to run a metal detector um, with your press, even just looking for relics and uh, um, coins and things in, the, uh, in these harsh environments. The machine still has to be able to ignore the soil conditions to find the target. And that's where one, one area where Garrett machines really excel, that's why we use them. They're uh, outstanding machines uh, for our environment. The build quality is what really sets them apart, but they also have the, um, the technical ability to see targets in our very harsh soils. How do you get on a claim to detect? Well, uh, each of the uh, states of Australia, state governments have set aside uh, areas for recreational prospecting. Uh, that varies from state to state. And there's a permit system that operates in various states whereby you can get onto uh, what is essentially public land, or it can be leasehold land that may be a, a huge cattle station, 
but uh, they share it with the prospectors. The other way to go, if you really want to get serious about uh, gold prospecting in particular, is to uh, take up a lease um, with the, um, the state government, with the mining department of the state that you're in. Uh, that's all very much still based on the 19th century mining lease procedures where the, um, as, a, as a, an average citizen, you have the right, uh, with a miner's right, to uh, prospect for gold and precious metals anywhere in the country and uh, stake a claim on, uh, on any piece of land. That's conditional, of course, because these days you have uh, national parks and things which are out of bounds. And of course, there is, the, uh, there is some native title areas where the Aboriginal people have uh, lands that are, are not open to prospecting. But by and large, there is a lot of uh, public land, which we call crown land over here, be um, similar to uh, the US uh, BLM areas um, over there in the Western United States, uh, where, which are open to the public, where you can camp, uh, prospect, uh, fossic as we call it for gemstones or gold, or you can go looking at old um, stagecoach stations and historical areas on public land. Um, by and large though, even the large landholders, uh, whether they're cattle or sheep farms, uh, generally are open to um, people prospecting on their land. You just have to ask permission, um, like anywhere else. Uh, same in an urban area, just ask permission and um, most people are quite happy for you to uh, prospect or um, relic hunt on their property, you know, provided you uh, treat them and, and the property with respect and any livestock and closed gates and that kind of thing and take all your rubbish with you. Um, most people are quite happy to have you on, on, on their uh, properties. We've had no uh, trouble getting permission um, to get onto new sites that we've researched, but most of our detecting we do in public land, um, and there's millions of acres of that that are available at any time and uh, we always come up with some finds or get a video made in those areas uh, but like I said if you really want to get serious about uh, prospecting and mining as a recreational prospector you can actually take up a mining lease of a, of, and just pay a, you'll pay some fee to the government and hold it for 10 years or so and you'll be able to work that land uh, to take the minerals from it as you see fit so access is not really an issue it varies a little bit from state to state but um, by and large, uh, there's plenty of land available for prospecting and detecting in, in, in Australia. Now, I've heard that you've found gold in the past. So which gold find was the most exciting for you? Tell us that story. <laughs> gold. Well, without question, the most exciting gold find uh, anyone ever makes is the first gold find. We've, um, <clears throat> for many years, we've been, my wife and I have been traveling and uh, prospecting with a pan. We, and we had found gold, uh, small gold, panning in creeks and that kind of thing, the way that most people start out. But when you, uh, once you make the step to purchase a metal detector and that piece of gold, I'll never forget that first piece of gold that we found. Uh, Colin actually found it with a, uh, I was assisting, I was just digging, I wasn't actually detecting. Colin had a detector, it was a Garrett Ace 250, which was a huge uh, seller at the time, a very, very popular machine for coins and relics. Not so much renowned for uh, taking to an Australian gold field. Nevertheless, uh, we had some friends running around with us with their very expensive metal detectors. Didn't find anything all day. Colin gets a target. <coughs> I was digging the hole and ended up with the target out of the hole. Big lump of dirt in my hand and I dropped it from one hand to the other and I felt the weight hit the palm of my hand and it was a four gram gold nugget. And to see that 
beautiful piece of gold come out of the uh, the dust and dirt um, was just amazing. And you never had that sensation again without finding that first piece of gold and the feeling of the weight of it in your hand. Um, you, you know, it's always exciting to find a, a gold nugget, but n never as exciting as the first one. So I'd have to say our most memorable piece of gold was our first piece of gold. And um, that was many years ago now, but uh, I, can still, <laughs> I can still feel it in my hand that morning uh, when it came out of that creek bank and uh, Colleen and I were just looking at each other in amazement. Uh, wow, we found a piece of gold with a metal detector. Fantastic feeling. So other than gold, what's been your most exciting find? Other than gold, I think our most exciting finds uh, with a person are the personal items, and there's a whole range of them. We have many, many um, finds of the nature of the trench art of World War II. Uh, they're not valuable items. Uh, they're not rare items. Well, they're not easy to find with a metal detector, but um, they're very personal items that uh, these uh, soldiers fashioned uh, during their uh, leisure hours, as it were. Um, while they were in camps, uh, Australian and United States soldiers. Uh, things like coin rings and sweetheart rings and uh, cutting an Australian penny up to make a kangaroo pendant, um, making a little slouch hat out of a penny. Very, very personal and each piece very unique. Um, trench art from World War II. Uh, we love finding that kind of stuff. Um, that's real history in your hands. Um, I've had, I've, we have some other very uh, significant relics uh, from the Chinese community because uh, there were tens of thousands of Chinese involved in the northern Australian gold rushes in particular. There were down the southern gold rushes too, but many, many uh, Chinese in the northern gold rushes where they far outnumbered the uh, Australian miners. Um, I've found a, uh, a unique solid silver Chinese medallion or badge of some description that say features a deity from the Canton region perhaps we've never been able to actually identify what I found beautiful piece of uh, Chinese history and I've actually got a Chinese coin uh, that dates is over a thousand years old because um, the oldest coins we can find in this country are Chinese coins many date from the 16 and 1700s um, the point about that thousand year old coin was the amazing thing uh, it's cast brass, very large coin that was in circulation in Imperial China for 850 years before it even came to Australia and was lost in the bush. So those kind of exciting finds, um, unique uh, to the sites that we visit. But the trench art would be our, our, our most favourite and exciting finds that we find on a regular basis. Thanks so much to Warren from Australia for joining us for this episode of Discover the Truth by Garrett Metal Detectors. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future, but until next time, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Have a good day. Well, thanks for having me on, Tyler. Uh, very enjoyable to talk to, and uh, thanks for uh, watching, everybody. Bye for now.